Howdy, folks. It's Thursday, March 17th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Hustle Writer Juliet Bennett Ryla. How you doing? I am doing great. Thank you. Fantastic. Good to have you here. And this is the Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, there's a name for the act of scouring Reddit until 4 a.m. while eating fistfuls of raw pasta. It's called Goblin Mode. It's the new normal for many, and we are going to discuss it. But before we get into that, here are a few things you should know. Let's get crack-lacking. There's no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. All right, Juliet, what do you got? I'm going to talk to you about a couple hackers named Mango and Meatball. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, it's a tale of hacker versus hacker, really. So Conti is a huge ransomware group. In 2021 alone, it extorted $180 million. Wow. Recently... The group declared its allegiance to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Now, not everyone in the group agreed with that sentiment and it led to some infighting. But the biggest ramification was this. A Ukrainian cybersecurity researcher who had previously infiltrated the group went ahead and leaked 60,000 messages between members. He just posted them to Twitter just like that. So Wired went through the messages and found that it exposed a lot of things about how this group actually operates. It kind of operates like a normal company. It has departments consisting of people who do different things like HR and research. Mm. It has a list of policies and best practices, although they relate to hacking and hiding from law enforcement. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. They even have a pay structure with salaries that go out on the 1st and the 15th. Its core group of members, there's about 62 of them. Some of them have nicknames like Mango and Meatball, and they even act like every other employee. They complain about burnout and each other. Yeah, it is pretty fascinating and Wired dove pretty deep. So if you're interested in the inner workings of a ransomware group, I would advise you to check it out. Nice. That's awesome. The second thing uh, I wanted to talk about is kind of like a sci-fi movie. So WorldCoin is a crypto startup. It is founded by XY Combinator Chief Sam Altman. And what WorldCoin wants to do is to give all of us crypto, just every every one of us. Love that. But there is a catch. It would like to identify people using their iris. This is a tactic that you've probably seen in such media as Minority Report, Demolition Man, Blade Runner, and our friend Zach's least favorite show, as established on this podcast, NCIS. So WorldCoin has photographed eyeballs in about 20 different countries, and it uses this big metal orb that can take extremely detailed photos of an eye in just a few seconds. But it has also run into a lot of issues. For one, to access your WorldCoin or do any of this, you need a smartphone, which cuts a lot of people out. So their goal of giving everyone crypto is limited by technology issues. There have also been privacy concerns, technical issues, regulatory hurdles, and those vary by country. There's also been attempts at fraud. Someone tried to scan a chihuahua's eye instead of a human eye. (laughs) Uh, And this has led to numerous delays in launching the app. Right now, there are 30 orbs out there, but they're not giving up. The orb is not present in the United States, so you and I probably can't get an eye scan anytime soon. But um, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, actually pull this thing off. Yeah. So what about you? What, uh, What do you have your eye on this morning? So the first thing I was looking at is this announcement that came from Netflix, which basically said they're going to start 
a little more seriously exploring password sharing and really cracking down on password sharing. So about half of the United States of America is not going to like to hear that. Exactly. And this is just a few weeks after they announced a, a pretty significant price hike. They're now going to be cracking down on password sharing. They're only testing this, this new format in, I believe, Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru at the moment. But the way it works is sharing passwords between people who don't live in the same household is going to be more complicated, that you'll probably be charged to add someone from outside of your household to your account. And, you know, some people have actually said password sharing is a secret weapon for Netflix as it looks to grow in a more competitive market, because really, if everyone who was supposed to have their own Netflix account actually did and paid for it, Experts say that it could add around $6 billion in revenue to uh, for Netflix each year. Wow. So password sharing it has real ramifications for their business, but a lot of people will be very upset about this. The next thing I'm following is the Fed. They raised rates for the first time since 2018. So on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve approved its first interest rate hike in more than three years to address spiraling inflation without torpedoing economic growth. That's kind of like their whole thing. They need to fix inflation without ruining the economy. By notching up rates, the Fed is raising borrowing costs in the hopes of quelling the demand that may be pushing prices higher. And along with this quarter percentage point increase, the committee that decides on this penciled in rate hikes at each of the six remaining meetings they have this year and said even more will be needed to pull inflation back down to its 2% target, which they don't even expect to come close to hitting until maybe 2024. Wow. Rate hikes are going to make it harder on borrowers, people buying homes, cars, you know, things like that. And historically, rising interest rates are a bad omen for the markets, especially for growth stocks and bonds. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, that sounds very not chill. Not chill at all. What do you say? You want to talk about goblins? I would love to talk about goblins. Awesome. So what the heck is goblin mode? The pandemic has changed our habits in a lot of ways. Some people are wearing more sweats. Some are showering less. I try to maintain my showering cadence. As do I. But some are showering less. Some are watching a little more Netflix than they used to. And then there are the ones, like I said earlier, scouring Reddit until 4 a.m. eating fistfuls of raw pasta as a snack. And that, my friends, is an example of goblin mode, which <laughs> apparently has become the new norm for many. Does this apply to you at all? I think that during the pandemic, I definitely achieved partial goblin mode. Oh, nice. There was definitely a long period of time where uh, like every day when I was done with work, I just sat in sweatpants and played The Witcher. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I did half of like all the really cutesy stuff that people were doing, like baking bread and doing projects. But yeah, I didn't get dressed for like a full year. I actually ordered nighttime pajamas to differentiate from these pants and T-shirt that I wore during the day to make it feel like I had a, a demarcation in my day. Like, oh, it's six o'clock. Time to put on my nighttime pajamas. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so interestingly enough, goblin mode as a phrase first appeared on Twitter in, I believe, 2009. It spiked in popularity Back in February, when a headline incorrectly attributed it to Julia Fox, who was dating Kanye West at the time. Not sure what happened there. But some examples of Goblin Mode are 
Things like mindlessly binging reality TV shows while scrolling on social media, eating frozen waffles straight from the freezer and pouring (laughs) bags of chips down your mouth. Generally, like living, I don't know if you've seen Dodgeball. Oh, of course. Yeah, like Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball Mm -hmm. is, I feel like, a good representation of goblin mode. Mm -hmm. Why is it blowing up? Why is it blowing up? I think one reason is just its direct opposition to like presenting one's best self online. It's kind of become inauthentic. And I think people just have embraced authenticity online in the last uh, year or two, especially on TikTok. Another reason I think is more simple. The pandemic has dragged on for a while now and people are kind of losing their Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like when people post pictures of possums and they're just like, eat trash, be free. I'm like, yeah, be a possum. Just have a possum day. Exactly. All right. That's it, folks. For more on The Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our editors, Robert and Ezra. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet bennett Ryla. You've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.